So, yeah, I guess two, two things. Firstly, who are the artists that really inspired you and first got you interested in music? And secondly, what were your kind of earliest experiences of playing music? Well, I used to get a lot of records that were, uh, that I found in the house that we were renting or something. They got left over by the previous tenant or maybe a, my cousin left a record there or whatever, you know, so I would hear some records. And I remember I played the drums when I was about seven. I just had a snare drum and a, and a cymbal, you know. But uh, there was this uh, Donovan, the Donovan's Greatest Hits record, the one where he's on the front there, you know, kind of with his shirt off, I think. Kind of looks like a surfer boy. You know, oh. Well, I think it's his, you know, I might say. Was that his greatest hits? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like that. That was so, it, yeah. you know, Mellow Yellow has that prominent um, uh, hi-hat uh, kind of hook, you know. to <laughs> Yeah. So that was an easy thing to play along to. So I remember listening to that track in particular. So drums was your first instrument? I think so, yeah. That was the first one that I was interested in. And I mean, I didn't pursue it that long. You know, I didn't get good or anything like that. But, you know, I had a, a couple of drums and I took a few, took a few lessons, but I mean, but I think that might have been the first sort of record I stumbled on to, you know what I mean? Well, I wasn't seeking it, it just was there. Oh, well, oh, here's something I can play along to, you know, so. I think mine was more emotion, emotionally connected. And it was a song, Out on the Weekend, by uh, Neil Young. That is a great tune. Yeah, and... Uh, I don't know, my mother always came in the room and was, you know, she was concerned about my mood because I was always sad, you know, so, uh, and about I just, what? just anything, <laughs> I was sad for, for just a couple of years, <laughs> maybe a few years, <laughs> until I got, uh, until now, what time is it? No, no, but, but, uh, it, it's, it's about, uh, you know, loneliness and, and I think it's, and we listen to it, it's about, it's really about depression, and he's going through geographicals, like if I go to California, maybe things will change, you know, but, but, but you know, all that stuff, but uh, that was really powerful. And, I, and also the instrumentation on the, uh, the uh, pedal steel on it, just, just swooping in and out, and uh, yeah, it was good. And what about and, the first yeah. time you played? Hmm? And what about the first time you played? The first time I played, I took down my uh, my brother's guitar off a wall, and I thought it was just a decoration thing. But then I learned, kind of like learned how to tune it, and then uh, and it was made by uh, my brother said it was like made by Radio Shack. It was a classical, and uh, I just started messing around with it. You know, I got the Mel Bay way, you know, twinkle twinkle, and then uh, and then I found bar chords. Well, I guess my parents were classical pianists and started with piano. But it was my mother's father's old guitar. He, I've never met him. 
that was always in the house, but it was missing the top two strings. So it was a classical guitar, but it was a very thin classical guitar, so I guess that was my first bass. And I would take it to my room and play it like, you know, four-string bass. And Paul McCartney, I heard for the first time at a grocery store. I lived in a bubble. We didn't really have any records besides classical, so my first introduction to music was Mozart, Beethoven, Bach. <clears throat> my mother particularly liked Bach, and then I read an article that John Lennon really liked Bach. And I was in, yeah, I was in the grocery store, I was nine years old, and I heard um, All We Need Is Love. And it had this odd time signature, and I didn't know what it was, you know. I just like, why is this so poppy? But it's odd, you know. And I asked the I, my friend's dad, you know, who, what are we, what are we, what are we listening to? What is this music? And he looked at me, and he just started laughing like this devilish laugh. He was just like, "Look, this is the Beatles. <laughs> like, are you kidding me?" I was like nine, and so I went home and obsessed on this guitar and played all the Paul McCartney parts. And as as you were, as so you didn't have many records in the house. Did you first start collecting them? Or? I started. Well, my mother when we came to this country, my parents were kind of obsessed with uh, garage sales. They're like, "What is this thing?" You know. And so we would stop at garage sales on the weekend. You know, in California, I don't know if they have that in other places. In California, it's kind of a big deal or LA and I would always stop at the record section and I remember seeing my first Abbey Road in the in the mix and got very excited it was like 50 cents you know I was like mom buy this so she did I played that record over and over and over again and it's amazing the amount of people who've been I mean very expected the amount of people who've been influenced by the Beatles and David how about you uh, I began drums probably in second grade. The school offered it among like violin and recorder and drums, and just a practice pad and sticks. But I had an affinity for it, and I just played it and played it and played it all through elementary school, all through all middle school, high school. Had private teachers, this and that. Loved playing drums. Um, uh, fun to do. I probably bothered my neighbors, you know, being so loud. But I think that the turning point was, um, I mean, I played all kinds of music from Chicago to Bay City Rollers, just playing anything I could that I was listening to. And it wasn't until, I think, it was Wings. This is an offshoot of the Beatles. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Live and Let Die was on TV. It wasn't Midnight Special. I don't know what it was. But it was some rock concert of them doing it. And I, was like, and I watched it. And I was like, wow. I mean, I did like the song as well. But to see the show was like, wow, this is something I'd really like to keep playing drums and be in a band. So I think that was the the impetus for me to really think about, you know. That is a great tune. And quite a spectacle, I think, when he does it like. So. <laughs> yeah, it was great. They had fireworks and everything yeah. going, so it, it looked pretty good. You guys, you know, you have, you bring things down a lot in the verses and then, and then have these big choruses and th this seems to have influenced so many bands is that something that just happened naturally or yeah very much so I remember um, even before we started to work with uh, producers uh, 
who, who do that, you know, they, they uh, what do they do? They comb through arrangements, right? They get rid of the extra stuff that you don't need, right? They try to figure out what the, what's the, what's the core here of, what, you know, how do we, how do we hear this better? How do we create clarity, you know? But I think that, you know, just naturally, uh, we would do that. I remember doing it when we rehearsed. Um, try an arrangement. That sounds okay, I think, but how, what do we do now to, uh, to try to make it better, to, to, to achieve more impact or clarity or whatever, and you start to kind of eliminate things. You start, well, why don't Joey and I not play during this section here, and then we'll come in on the next section. Let's, whatever, you do, you just start to kind of mute yourselves, you know, and kind of, so I mean, we've naturally already started to do that. And then, you know, when you work with uh, producers, you know, they have other more subtle ways to do the same thing, you know what I mean? Like, hey, let's, uh, whatever, you know, whatever, whatever a producer does, you know, let's line up the bass line with the kick drum, let's uh, have less playing here, let's, uh, you know, Whatever they try to kind of neaten you up or whatever, you know, um, or that at least that's how some. Not, not, I guess not everybody does it like that, but so yeah, I, mean, I think that. Because I, I read I read something about um, Kurt Cobain saying you know, smells like Teen Spirit in particular, you know, he, which obviously is one of the biggest songs of the nineties and of all time. In, in rock, and he credits you guys specifically and those dynamics in coming up with that. Um, and it just proximity, you know, yeah. and, you know, proximity, you know. Paz is in the grocery store here, and all I need is love. Hey, this is so poppy, but there's a there's a what's the seven beat measure or whatever it is that's in all you need is love, you know, that kind of perks your, you know draws your ear in or something, you know, um, and so if we were putting out records shortly before that outfit was putting out their records, it's just, it makes sense that they would hear something, you know, maybe just like we heard and records before, you know, whenever we listen to the Violent Femmes or whatever, hey, what's this, uh, What's this kind of stripped down, folky, punky thing? Maybe we should try a little bit of. Maybe maybe that's a kind of a flavor that uh, we can uh, we can accomplish or whatever. You know, you you know, you hear things that you think not only that you like, but you think, oh, I could do that too. You know what I mean? I can. I have. I, that's within my ability, maybe to do to emulate something like that. I like this, so I'm going to try to emulate. I mean, that's just. It's just proximity, I think, and um, I mean, I think that, I think that, you know, people, whether it's, you know, jur you know music journalists or uh, uh, cultural writers or, or people talking about their generation or whatever, yeah. everyone, everyone tries to f um, find where the center is and where the right is and where the left is of that, and yeah. and oh, I see something here. This is very left of center, but really. Again, it's prox it's proximity and time. It's like this is where I am, and so this is what I'm hearing. You know what I mean? But it completely, so not, not, it completely disregards whatever came before it, right? You know what I mean? So you know, you you, you can't 
you know. Who was in proximity to you that led you to start writing? In in the eighties when you first started, because is it is it well, true? Well, I mean, everyone mentioned the Beatles. You know, I mean, I, I I said my first record that I played along to was a Donovan record, but the first records that I would have been motivated to purchase maybe down at the shop when I was probably you know around Paz. She just for her started to be nine years old or whatever. You start oh, okay, I like this. What is this? And you start to pursue it. You know what I mean? And um, you know, even though they're genius in the sense that they appeal to a lot of people, they appeal to the masses, uh, if you really look at what's there, of course, there's a lot of, there's a lot of smarts going on, you know what I mean, that's um, uh, smart in the sense that it doesn't draw a lot of attention to itself, it's not trying to be smart for the sake of being smart, it's really kind of got something, I don't know, it's got some kind of integrity or something, you know, that's, that, um, so, you know, so if you hear Eagles records when you're a kid or Bob Dylan records or whatever, you know, you hear all kinds of, you know, it seems like a, for someone of my age, you know, whatever examples I had for music, it wasn't like I was coming out of the turn of the century or something and we're like listening to parade music or something and we're like, well, I'm, you know, let's, how about something different? <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, the, 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 the example of, of music made in the 50s or 60s or whatever, you know, it's got plenty, lots of examples of things that are, I don't know, poetically free, shall yeah. we say, right? I mean, you know, this is the, you know, the influence of, uh, you know, uh, I mean, really, if you're going to talk about, like, I mean, I think that if you could talk about, like, what, what, what makes you um, want to uh, do something? I mean, probably things like uh, the art movements of the, of the earlier part of the 20th century probably really changed a lot of kind of cultural vocabulary for everybody, whether they knew it or not. You know what I mean? You can talk about like whatever, Salvador Dali or something like that, or Picasso or, you know, any kind of, any kind of mid-century modern thing. You know what I mean? It's like... You know, that's the stuff that really kind of like, I think, changes everybody, you know, um, in Western culture, I think. Now, I'm not talking about, whatever, India, yeah, uh, subcontinent of India or something like that, or Africa or whatever. You know, I'm talking about Europe, North America or whatever. That's, that's the, so it's, it's the European art movements of the, like, I think anyway, like the 1920s and stuff that really kind of like, all right, we're changing all the rules. <laughs> yeah. I mean. So, Joey, what first drew you to working with Charles when you guys first met? <clears throat> it, it was, man, we, 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 it, that was really lucky, you know. You, you went to university to start a band, right? Was that your thing? No, I just was, like, trying to get out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted, that's what I wanted to do. One of the goals was to do that because I came from like a this town and a, a lot of people I know were just doing cover band, cover things. I wasn't interested in that. I heard original stuff from Charles and I thought it was amazing. But I want to do that, and you know, and I just want to break out from the, uh, you know. How how, how did you first hear it? Band. Did Charles play it to you? 
just yeah, yeah we were that. like roommates. There was like seven of us. Like he always had an acoustic in the. I remember him in the bathroom. He was spitting in the mirror, and he was just going. Pshh, pshh, pshh. I don't know what the heck you were doing. You were just being cathartic, and you did. It was so weird. I felt like I like this guy. Yeah, you know, that's pretty cool. You know, you're just spitting in a mirror, just like, the other roommates slapping all so over. Charles is gonna go clean that shit up. <laughs> what the hell are you doing? So there were seven of you guys uh, in the apartment. Seven roommates. Yeah, it was a suite, and. Are you still in touch with the other five? Uh, a couple of them. Yeah, like one of them, Dave. Dave, Dave. Oh, yeah, Dave got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And were, 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 they, were they supportive as your guys, you know, your musical ambitions evolved? Uh, Did you ever, like, rehearse in, in I mean, I think they got something out of it. You know what I mean? They, they, we were like the odd guys with a couple of guitars that had some weird record, weirder records than what they had. They were listening to, boy, they were always cranking up the, you know, what was the songs they were always playing? They, they had these Triumph songs they would come out, not the band Triumph. What <laughs> one, guy, one guy was dancing to Footloose. That was Footloose. Funny. Footloose. Was, I was like embarrassed. Like, you know, shit, I'm a neighbor, you know, but, but uh, it's okay. Dude, it's okay. But but uh, yeah, we didn't listen to that. I had one roommate that was in love with uh, someone in high school, and all he listened to was uh, Air Supply, uh, all out of love, you know. And then and I walked in there, like, Fabi's listening again. And then so I put on the Iggy Pop, and it's just like you know, it's like get over it. And I just put on uh, you know, TBI, like it's just lust for life, something else, like. You gotta get over this crap, man. You know, just, just listen. You know, the song's bringing you down. You know. Yeah, you've got to pick you back up. Um, and how did you guys meet David? And David, what kind of made you want to become the drummer? Uh, I put my drums away. I don't think I was playing drums. And then through word of mouth, not the word of mouth, but it's just a reference, basically. Uh, uh, Kim was in the band, her husband I had worked with previously. And they were able to be drummer, and I just went over to, I think, the apartment. Just uh, I didn't have any drums or anything, or not with me. And just, uh, and yeah. And you played on the uh, Lynn drum machine. Oh, there was. There was a Lynn drum Yeah, there was a Lynn drum machine, if anything. The chopper. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that was it. Just, um, it was a little alien to me at first, because I hadn't heard all this kind of, this, this stuff. But, uh, yeah. Good, good love it. And, yeah. One final question for you guys. Um, as this series is called The Greatest of All Time, um, from Dead or Alive, who would you guys choose for such a accolade? You know, who, who do you think are the greatest of all time? Maybe I would break it down to your brain, heart, and another thing. Like, well, well, what's in your heart? What's in your what, what, what moves your brain and what move, moves you physically. Maybe that's the, uh, the three we should go for. I think that's it. What's that? That's good. I mean, like, like what's cerebral to you? What, what music is it that, that, that if you want to like uh, be introspective, that would definitely be Neil. Mm, that, that's the heart too. Yeah, that's a hard one. I, I would have to put Neil Young up there. 
definitely. If that, if the three, Neil Young, obviously the Beatles, and then uh, just like craziness. I really like Donovan, actually. You know, I like playing it for people, and they're just amazed at his uh, catalog. You know, and the Beatles. Donovan and Neil Young. And Neil Young, that's a pretty good three. It is very good. Different well, I, I I have to add as far as colors go, a little surrealism where it hasn't. For me, it's really important to listen to records where I'm not boxed in to sometimes like lyrically, you know, or or uh, nostalgically. Um, where I don't have too much um, history with it, but I do because it's the, still the same record. And one of the the women that ha a woman that has uh, influenced me, uh, this one particular record, her name is Susan Shiani, and she's she's an uh, analog synth player and she's she did this record in New York it's called 1975 and this record is really awesome because the audience has never heard this kind of instrument before and every time I listen to this record I'm in the audience and I've listened to this record so many times and I'm always hearing some other you know, melody and some other thing, and it's, I guess, the, the you know, it's attracted me throughout time. Um, and, and it's surreal, and it doesn't, it's saying a lot of things, but, um, but yeah, I think she's really awesome. Huh? She just popped into my head. Who's this? Uh, her name is uh, Susan Chiani. Susan C I A N I. She's a analog synth player from the 70s, but she still does things today. But that one record is really, really cool. I'm going to share that out. That's, yeah. um, so you got one there. You got oh, the, oh I, one. Well, that, well <laughs> I'm just throwing things in the pot because I still, that's I mean, I agree with, 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 you know, I agree with Joey and what he said. I was like, oh yeah, that seems good. I'll, I'll double that. I guess maybe Velvet Underground has a big yeah. influence mm -hmm. in lyrically and surrealism. And art, and like Andy Warhol, you know, you're, you have so many things that seem like impossible to do. A poet singing in a rock band, you know, and, and then art, and then, the, you know, the album covers, the whole package is like, wow. It's, it's um, you know, we talked about the Beatles, so I'm not going to add that, so I'm going to go there. And then Bob Dylan, I'll, I'll add him in as far as like him understanding his roots without having them there, you know, like, uh, you know, Woody Guthrie was his big influence, so, um, but he's like Robert Zimmerman, you know, that kind of invented himself because something drew him this direction and he was able to manifest a pretty awesome career out of that, so I'll, I'll make those my three. <laughs> Got a very good three, David. I have three that are. <laughs> this is kind of funny. Giddy, Alex, and Neil. <laughs> <laughs> Rush. Ah, right. Okay. It was yeah. just in, yeah. It was
That's drums and everything. There you go. They were always voted best musician on this like yeah. music magazine. Best drummer. Musicianship and yeah, like yeah. crazy yeah. time best signatures and lyrics. Yeah. 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 Well, guys, thank you very much for taking the time. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah, sure. Did you try to get you? I agree with all. Yeah, but he needs to have three. I must apologize. We've jumped the gun there. I'm like, wait, I Yeah, you're saving the best for last. Come on. All right, I'll do Jimi Hendrix. And not necessarily because the guitar playing, which is fine, but just as an attitude and a singer. He really played it like it was part of his body. Yeah, amazing. So I'll go with I like that you did it the right way, too. He didn't even. Oops. Hendrix. See, I've been winning. Well, for me personally, I suppose Leon Russell, mm -hmm. you know, and um, that's two. That's two. I got one more. One more. <laughs> Leon Russell's a good one. Can, what's that? Leon Russell's a good one. Oh, yeah. Not being mentioned. Uh, yeah. right. And then um, his eyes he's, he's amazing. Cold. He's like an old soul right at 20. He's just like... You know who's wizard. really great? You know who's really great? He's a really great singer. Really great produced records, really well produced records, produced by one of the, the former Yardbirds member. The Yardbirds, great, of course. Um, but he, a guy called Paul Samuel Smith, was the producer of all the really great Cat Stevens records. And those are really great records, really. Even though, you know, if you were to, if you could criticize. If you were to criticize Cat Stevens, you could you could say that for my money, like sometimes, it can even get a little precious or something, right? But hey, that's who he is. You know what I mean? And if you're gonna, and there's a lot of music out there that's precious that just is a load of shit, right? There's a lot of bad precious music, but I would say he's one of the few people that really gets away with it. It feels authentic. You know, and so uh, uh, I, I, I think he's a, one of the best, one of the best singers of. Uh, like, I mean, I guess he's kind of a '70s, '70s but I, yeah. but I really, but he's really from, uh, of the '60s. You know what I mean? I think really, uh, uh, you know, because it's the so, sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh. And apologize for not letting you <laughs> <have> to say. <laughs> we had a That's fine.